Hello! Goodbye! Oh, sorry. I, I forgot about... <laughs> oh, it was a bad cut into the show there. Welcome to the Harley and Josh show, ladies and gentlemen. Harley's back. I'm back. He is. Have you missed me? Back again. Yes. It's, Tell a friend. But not too many people, because, you know... Well, maybe maybe do, because we need the listeners. Oh, that's, uh, that's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Harley and Josh show, your music podcast by musicians. This week, we've got some music by Salvador, our quiet friends, and Morgan Swan. We're going to be talking about pledge music ducking and diving with their monies once again yeah and uh we're also going to be diving into the wonderful world of censorship with hip-hop and whether there should be more censorship stick around to the end of the show to find out what we think yeah and our say goes so you know yeah exactly i mean once we actually say it i mean uh you know it actually becomes law so yeah yeah that's how it goes harley yeah what are we doing next week what did you do, mate? What did I do? Well, it, uh, it's been a mad couple of weeks, actually, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I've been away uh, off seeing all corners of the country and doing various events, uh, which are not quite as musical as I like them to be, but also um, soundy jobs. Mm. So doing sound for events and stuff, all very good, very useful, um, and it's been good fun. I, I've enjoyed having some time off um, from kind of doing gigs and stuff it's it's certainly a quieter time of the year for myself i don't know if you found mm. that yeah i've had it for the past couple of weekends weren't so bad, weren't so great but this last weekend was good oh great that's good to know and you can tell me about oh, it oh i will yeah oh, okay. i will so um we had i had a gig coming up uh with a, a thing called the radical lounge okay um unfortunately it got cancelled last minute not last minute but a few days beforehand um too many isis members or Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, radical. <laughs> there was a, yes, uh, which was a real shame. I was really looking forward to playing with, with some really good good musicians. We had one rehearsal and it sounded great. Mm. Um, but the the issue that came with that was that I had, this gig came in and since then a gig with Chart Attack had come by that we couldn't turn down. So I'd booked cover for it. So oh, I had someone playing, in, we had Alex Lenton on bass, uh, Alex Lenton from uh, Connor Adams. Um, mm-hmm. He jumped in, he played plays with us for before, so he knew the set and we had a rehearsal, turn up to the gig, all well and good. However, I was free oh. for that gig now. Right. Um, so instead, I turned up and I did sound for the first half of the set. <laughs> Great. And then me and Alex swapped places and I played the second set. Oh, right, cool. By the time I found out like, I couldn't do the gig, I phoned him up and went, um... How how far have you got with learning the songs? He's like, I've got the first set down, really happy with that. Second set, still working. I was like, don't worry about the second set, just get the first set down nice. and then have it easy. The situation you have with these gigs, when you when you cancel last minute or if you decide last minute you don't need someone, they still deserve paying because they've booked that time off. Mm. He could have done another gig elsewhere if he'd have known plenty of time. So it would, would have been wrong to go, oh, no, I don't need you anymore. And yeah, you know, so I was like, well, look, you burn some bridges that way, don't you? Yeah, um, it's not it's considered uh, not a good move. So, um, but that was really quite fun. It was really weird to be watching my own band play. Yeah, it's that that's an odd experience, um, but it was really good, and it was nice to know that it sounded as good out front as I as I always hope it does. Good, yeah, um, which was really good. Um, that was not this weekend gone. That was the last weekend. So, because um, right. I've got so much catching up to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> this weekend, 
haven't done a lot of music stuff, but I did take my guitar away with me um, mm. when I went away to uh, Bolton, of all places. All right, yeah. Uh, in the evenings when I had the hotel, I, I was playing some six-string, because uh, I didn't want to take a bass and take an amp. I wanted mm. to still be playing music stuff. So not a strict six-string bass? No, not a six-string okay, bass. Okay, guitar, right, an, yeah. just took an acoustic guitar with mm-hmm. me and uh, had some time. I don't know if... Uh, I may have shown you the the view from my hotel. Yeah. Looked over a football stadium. Yep. It was actually in the football stadium, looked over the pitch, um, and I got to watch uh, the Bolton Wanderers mm. uh, practicing and having a session, which was quite cool. And I was sitting there watching going, I don't know what any of them doing. <laughs> you know, just four guys just kicking a ball around. And I'm like, that's... Okay. I mean, not like even in a football way. They were just standing in a square and yeah. just passing it to each other. Wee. What about you? And... What was the job you were doing again? Oh, no, we did talk about this on the show. Did we talk about We this? talked about how difficult it was to EQ that room because it was spread across one side of the, the room in a strange stage. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was a thing. That was a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there we go. Um, have I told all, you, all of this before then, Pat? Yes, you have. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've been gone too long. I, I, I've all of, all of my weeks have melded into each other. Um, it's lovely reverb in here as well, isn't it? Is it? Well, we, we, we've got... Low, no more posters and stuff on the walls. So yeah, no, we're, we're, we're plastered right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, speak for yourself. I've got to drive. Oh, um, but yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, thing I'm looking forward to tonight um, is I've got our first New Year's meeting. Oh, right. uh, with uh, the band Chart Attack. Okay, we've got a gig New Year's. I don't want. To Read too many details about it. Okay. Uh, I very much doubt many people will be able to come because it's quite far away. But um, <laughs> yeah, it is. The exciting part for us is we're we're, we're expanding to a five piece, uh, and we're uh, meeting with everyone all all together um, to kind of make sure that we're all on the same page. We know what's going to happen, and it's it's. I'm trying to be really organised. We're going to try and re- organise four rehearsals in a row. Wow. So we can get everything rehearsed, be absolutely solid, so we know exactly what we're going to rehearse on each day. Wow. Get everything sorted, um, so and have the tech spec nailed down as well. So that's that's our our, our plan for this evening. It's gonna be good. Where, you, where do you meet up then? Uh, we're still deciding on that one. Got <laughs> <laughs> organised yeah. an organisation. We're organised, but we're not we're not organised with where we're going to be organised um, because yeah, we're uh, trying to find the right place that's nice and quiet for us mm. to be able to talk last time we had a meeting it was quite a busy place busy venue mm. and it was hard to talk over people and stuff like that so we're just trying to find a like a quiet room mm. that's neutral ground for everyone yeah that's true so uh that's that's our our conversation that's going on as we speak i'm not mm. sure if anyone here my phone buzz a few times people go, yeah. I want to go here. so um that is I, that. I uh i like going to thomas wolsey for that Okay. In uh, on St Nicholas Street, just because they've got some rooms upstairs that are sort of quiet and out of the way, and it's really old. Oh yeah. It looks great, so it feels like you're like a secret society meeting. <laughs> it's like, Ooh. did you bring your special mask? That's a very good shout. I might, uh, I yeah. might pop in town. And this is a very good shout. Ah! <laughs> See, the, the reverb is great, isn't it? <laughs> it is really roomy, isn't it? Uh, what else did you do, Harley? Um, that's about it, really. I mean, yeah. I've I've had a bit of time off. Um, I went to uh, Thorpe Park. Nice. Um, that was fun. We got very wet, um, very and we went very fast. Very good. Um, and nobody. Is that died. just the drive up there? No, the drive. The drive back was very slow. Oh. We left at half three in the afternoon. Mm. Got home at ten. Oh no! It thanks. took that long to get home. What did you listen to on the way? Uh, so we listened to lots of country music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what. There's a little thing. A thing I've noticed, right? And I'm sure many people have noticed this. If you listen to country music, uh, 
compared to pop music, there's very little use of double track. Oh, really? Double track vocals. So there's a thing for anyone who doesn't know where you record a line and then you record that same line again, exactly the same words, no harmonies, they're, like they're sung in unison. Um, and it gives you that kind of a fuller effect. It gives you a kind of chorus effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's used a lot in the choruses to kind Food of... Fighters, Dave yeah, Grohl. Yeah, all of Dave Grohl is all double track to the point that there's a few points where you sing, hear his single voice and you're like, oh, that sounds different. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas that's very much not a thing in, in, in country production, mm. which uh, I found was really interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, we've been listening to... Uh, uh, I bet they do it with acoustics, though, with y- guitars. Yes, and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll never find a better recorded acoustic guitar than in country music. I think yeah. it's just always, just always sounds great. Mm. Like Brad Paisley, Josh Turner, all of that stuff. It's just really just everything's there. Everything's uh, there. It's really cool. Every part of the frequency. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had a lot of that. We uh, listened. To, I've been listening, lot, listening to lots of Theo Katzman mm. uh, as well. Who's Theo Katzman? Who's Theo Katzman? So Theo Katzman is a singer songwriter, but also one of the members of Wolfpack. Oh, yes. He does a lot of the singing, but he also plays a lot of drums, piano and guitar. He plays one of the, the everyman guys. Right. But uh, as a singer... Glasses and a beard? That's the guy. There we go. Um, that could have been about three actually, of them. Bit, no, he doesn't have a beard. He's a guy with the glasses. Oh, okay. Not the glasses and the beard guy. I can't okay. remember what his name is, but yeah. That was really cool. Um, so he's got great <laughs> voice. So it was like, guess who, Wolfpack edition. <laughs> yeah. If you, know, uh, if I, you know the song Half of the Way? No. We're half of the way better, better, better. Now I know it. Yeah, there we go. He sings that. Uh, Love right. is a beautiful thing, and a uh, few like the, the the higher vocals, um, mm. and he's just great. Mister Falsetto. Oh wow, that's the. Well, you can ask me now. What have I learnt? What have what, oh, what have you learnt last week, Harley? What, I, what have I learnt? I've learnt the difference between falsetto and and head voice. Okay, yes, tell us, teach us. And uh, so this is a thing, I don't know if you, I'm sure this is something you may be aware of, but I've gone through my whole life thinking that falsetto and head voice are just two words for the same thing. Hmm. Yeah, no, not quite. Um, Just like cup and glass. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No! I panicked. Anyway, (laughs) we're not going into this debate. (laughs) All all cups are glasses. All glasses are cups, but all, all cups are glasses. Oh my gosh. Fingers and thumbs. Anyway. I'm, I'm more interested in falsetto. Okay. So, <laughs> so you've got, you sing with your diaphragm when you're singing generally. Uh, and you can sing through your, your, you have a chest voice and you have a head voice. And the diaphragm, this, I could be complete because I might have, I'm, I'm still learning it. Yeah. So if you're singing with your head voice, but still using your diaphragm, mm. that is known as head voice mm-hmm. but if you separate your your so you're not singing from your diaphragm and you're just singing just from your head that's falsetto mm-hmm. uh, and you do get different sound i don't want to try it on a, on radio right now because mm. if i do it wrong and go <laughs> well i think it would make for great listening okay okay well i'm gonna mm-hmm, i don't know I'm, go all, on. On. I'm, I'm, I'm getting nervous we, we, we all love it okay We're, you go so, harley so if you go that is what's known as head voice because I'm pushing right. with the diaphragm. Whereas if I go, ha, mm. that's falsetto. And I think I did a very good example yeah. of that. You can hear the difference. It's a lot fuller with a head voice yeah. and a lot more breathy. You can with hear falsetto. the body kind of resonating a lot more with yeah. its head voice. Um, and that's where I'm learning that a lot more singers sing, like higher vocal male singers will sing in that range mm. um, over the chest voice, which can be a bit bigger. And uh, they're two completely different schools of. of 
singing. There's a really interesting uh, documentary on YouTube by Vox just about how much falsetto has been in popular music and in different times in throughout musical history at what points falsetto has been the most popular. Oh, wow. So it goes through the sort of 70s, but then there was a big resurgence with like Childish Gambino quite recently. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was a really interesting watch. You might enjoy it. Okay, cool. Yeah, find me a link for that. Oh, we'll, we'll put it on the page. Put it on the if page. You know, if you're not on the page, it's facebook.com slash Harley and Josh Show. Oh, yeah. I meant so. to open up with some uh, some housekeeping regarding that. But um, yeah, we, uh, we've had lots of activity on our Facebook re- this weekend. Yes. I've had a lot of fun with our... Uh, little competition so um, mm-hmm. if you're not on a Facebook go check it out and have a laugh with us absolutely mate so what was your favourite musical moment of last week Harley my favourite musical moment this is a thing okay mm-hmm. so me uh, so when I went to Thought Park again this is not a musical particularly musical week for me but it was great because I was in a car with four singers well three singers great um, so me and Matt Matt Hurrell um, who we know from college and uh, we, he was an incredible singer incredible performer incredible musician of mm-hmm. of all caliber we were sitting in the front with our respective partners in the back who were both singers and we were driving and the girls were in the back singing all of the way like, <laughs> not the song all of the way but, oh yeah um, all of the way all of the way um, but they were singing so much they were harmonizing and having so much fun and I was just sitting going I'm really lucky to know I'm always really lucky to know musicians but just to know people who are passionate mm. about music yeah and it sometimes takes moments like that when you realize that you're within the right circles yeah and that was just it was just really enjoyable and um, we, we were doing harmonies all together at various points and mm. it was just really good fun music friends music friends oh friends well very very well done harley i think you know you should just be really really happy with yourself Okay, are we finished now? Okay, good. Right, let's play some music, eh? This is from Ipswich's own wonderful rapper, Mr. Morgan Swan. This is his new single, Time Out. Check it out. You said you need time out, baby. Claim that I just drive you crazy. No way, can't forget those memories. Truth is, I need saving. That was Morgan Swan with Time Out. Uh, Ipswich's own Morgan Swan is going to be playing this weekend. Uh, you can check out where he's going to be playing later on when we get to the gig list. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to, you know, go on about myself for just like uh, a couple of minutes. Please do. What did I do? Yeah, what did you do? What did you do? Oh, let me get there. No, no, don't tell me now. Tell <laughs> so, me now. Um, well, it was yeah. half term last week. Of course. Absolutely loved it. Uh-huh. Because, like, we just had so much time. Oh, right. Of course. Because, like, how many days do you do in school? I do, well, I do four days worth of teaching a right. week. Um, and I just kind of left that a little bit, which was nice. Because you had uh, your own time. Yeah, just uh, So I, I, I made sure to be make it, make it productive. Uh, we planned it the week before. I was like, okay. I'm not going to be teaching during the day on Tuesdays, Wednesdays or Thursdays. So I've got to make that, you know, make the most of that. Yeah. Uh, we still had um, All-Stars. <laughs> got a T-shirt uh, on right now. And um, on the Monday, so I used sort of that time uh, to be to be 
you know, going through all the bass songs uh, for for the juniors and the seniors, uh, which we've got again tonight, actually. So if you guys listening in have got any kids that want to learn how to play and want to be in a band, we have All Stars Rock School. It's all over Facebook and it's really good for for a community vibe as well as... And it's opening up in Colchester tomorrow. Colchester. It's going all over the place. This one's in Chelmsford. Yes. It's going to be worldwide, isn't it? It is. It's going to take over. Absolutely. But we we were here first. It was in Ipswich first. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. we were the trendsetters. OG. Yeah, exactly. So, um, myself, Rich, and Tom McCarthy made sure we used that time wisely. And uh, Mr. Rich Webb has Webtoons HQ, which is his new studio that he's working in, that he's turned into like a a mastering suite, production suite kind of thing, as well as um, a place that he can sort of get people into record stuff. Uh, So we got the JS and the Buccaneers down there. Yeah, to record some of our own songs. Amazing. So we've started our recording. What like one of the songs that Rich has started is so good. It sounds so good. I mean, like I just came to them with uh, two sections of chords and the lyrics. Mm. So I wrote chords and lyrics and melody for it. But the guys just came to it with such uh, great parts that filled everything out. So yeah, they they really they really fleshed it out as a song. And Rich has made it sound like a movie. Now it oh, sounds really? like a Hans Zimmer. I always like, put com- orchestral. Yes, well, not so much orchestral, just more like the Hans Zimmer drums. Oh yeah, you know, like from Pirates of the Caribbean or from Dark Knight or yeah. anything like this. It's just Inception, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some really great um, sounds coming out of that one from just Rich being a bit of a production genius. So I, I think he you is. guys won't won't believe your ears once you hear it uh, that it just came from us three weirdos. Yeah. So yeah, that one's all about uh, a hidden treasure in Costa Rica, which is uh, just off the coast of Costa Rica. There's an island called Coco's Island, and the the treasure that was stashed there by pirates in uh, 1820 uh, has never been found. So, holiday? Um, Oh, yeah. There's a lot of sharks, though, so uh, maybe not. Um, So yeah, we used... Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday to go over that. We also recorded some of Rich's songs that are um, that are pirate themed. So we're going to be doing loads of them. So there's, it's, they're all going to sound very similar, but like some of them have got different subject matter, which is a bit more modern. Uh, the songs that I've written have all been about historical accounts. Um, and uh, Tom and I are working on a very uh, bawdy little number. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, yes. So we're trying to go for a funny a funny track that might make people. Just giggle a bit and okay. sing along. So yeah, trying to go for a Wild Rover style feel. Mm-hmm. Just no, nay, never, and uh, <laughs> but sort of mix it in with some with some humour. Okay, cool. So yeah, that was Tuesday and Wednesday. Used that. I mean, uh, so basically, we we used uh, a fifty-seven and, a, and an SE condenser yeah. for like the whole thing. Um, Rich has a has a Rhodes USB mic, which works really, really well, actually. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of the vocals with that, all the gang vocals and stuff. There's some very strange gang vocals that have gone in there, which is supposed to just be like, yar and hur, but there's a lot of it's just, they're hidden in there somewhere. But, um, okay. oh, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, it's going to be really good. I'll show you it, actually, in a little bit. Oh, please do. Um, yeah, I can't show you guys yet, though. So uh, Harley gets it, but you guys don't get it. You know, I'm special. <laughs> I keep telling him. Um, <laughs> so that was Tuesday and Wednesday. That was really fun. And Thursday, uh, the Lockerbillies and I um, got together to oh, write some so stuff. So happy for you. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yes, well, it was finally. We, we got married. Oh, nice. Um, Locker married. Maribillied? No. Um, we uh, we went to the Central Audio, or oh, yeah. Stan from the Downsetters place, and we wrote 
about four songs just sat down some riffs that i already had or some some feels that the guys already had you know not not like you know Right the feels but the uh, you know they'd, they'd be like okay we want, I think I'd like we should do something fast we should do something a bit edgy we should do something a bit punky we should do something a little bit more jivey you know those kind of things coming to the table with it you did a post on the on your Facebook what, and you you likened it or you were uh, you kind of you gave an example of a, a vibe that some of your music was having. What was that? The cramps. The cramps. The cramps. Really good sort of like horror punk, psychobilly kind of stuff. I, was, stuff. I hadn't heard that before, but I was listening to it and I, that got me really excited by the kind of the direction you guys are going. Mm, much, like, not heavier, just a bit meaner. Um, raunchy. Yeah, a little bit punkier, just to sort of like give it a get, get more of an edge to it. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah we wrote through about four things. We you know we've got them as as structures the whole way through. It's just writing lyrics for it now. And as it's kind of we're tying these in with a storyline and a concept album style okay. thing. It's a really interesting thing to be part of. Um, that's why I really loved having that for half term. Is just getting really creative, and just trying out different ways of of writing. Um, yeah. Because that just really helped things. So on the Friday... Oh, no, nothing on Friday, so I won't bore you with nothing on Friday. Um, uh, we actually, on the Saturday, that was what the, the interesting thing was, was the Pyre Parade. Now, I'm not sure if you've heard about the Pyre Parade before. Mm. Um, the Pyre Parade is organized by the Pasiti Company and the Rough Band, which is uh, Robert Pasiti and Mark. Uh, they, uh, they did it last year. Basically, what they do is they have somebody handcraft this sort of wooden sculpture of a tree that's in a boat, Okay. And they uh, they get about four people there. The Titan security that do a lot of the security around Ipswich, yeah. they carried it. And they had this perception of loads of people dressed up in these scary kind of pagan-like outfits um, that parade through Ipswich town uh, from about... It took us from about seven until a, just after half past seven from uh, from sort of the museum, so Museum Street, yeah. going through the centre of town and then up to Christchurch Park. So it's about half an hour walk. Yeah. Um, so uh, at the front, they would have this procession of people that are looking like Death, death Eaters from Harry Potter. They'd have these big oh, black hoods nice. and these gold masks. And then they would have this choir leading on behind them that would be singing these bad news, bad news. Oh, mate. And what they've done is throughout the week, I've told these guys last week um, on the podcast, but they have these boxes through throughout Ipswich for the past sort of month and they had these big black dogs that were supposed to be black shuck um oh uh, yeah and uh, and people people basically put their bad news in there so stuff that they dislike um mostly just brexit um <laughs> and, and uh yeah and it was it, they basically at the end we went to Christchurch Park put it on a bunch of pallets it was chucking it down with rain um yes and so they put these these sort of ballot boxes on there covered it in sort of like lighter fluid and, and ethanol and stuff yeah. and just chucked these massive great big sort of uh, what do you call them like these big staffs with fire on them like you know steaks yeah that oh, kind of thing yeah. I'm, I'm, we've both forgotten words torches torches yeah there we go <laughs> How do we forget torch? yeah, torches? I don't know. We're not medieval. Um, Speak for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you're just you're large evil, not medieval. Um, they uh, then it caught a light, but during that whole procession, um, Tom McCarthy and I were joined by Raina Van Dell mm-hmm. uh, from East Town Pirates and the Lockerbillies, um, going through the town singing all these sea shanties. And uh, uh, I'm going to skip ahead. No, I'm not. I'm not going to skip okay, it. Okay. Um, so we, yeah, basically ro- like rocking through town, getting people joining us from just coming out of shops 
and then uh, and joining in and singing with us. It was so fun. We were doing, we were doing, you know, old sea shanties. We were doing the Pogues. We were doing Galway Girl. We were doing Mall of Kintyre. We did all these different things that people knew the words for. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was just really kind of interesting because I, you know, I was playing mandolin for that one, and that one has eight strings, and I broke three of them because oh. it, because it was raining and it was just getting super rusted up. Oh, of and, course, yeah. yeah. Was, but, but you know, power through mandolins. They're doubled up strings. Courses, yeah. So how how many of those strings were um I, I was missing my A string by the end. Oh, of it. okay. So, so if I say in one... an ideal world you'd have broken like one of a different string, yeah. so you still could make the note. No, but... unfortunately not. But Alas. Yeah, we we must you know, you know, the show must go on and we, it was really great, really great. We just, just like having people just joining in with us. Um then uh, after that, so once the burn had started Started off by a German guy called Bern, which I loved as well. So they started Amazing. burning a pie by a guy called Bern. Bern's not. Um, we headed back to the Think Tank, which is just right next to um, the Ipswich Museum. Yeah. Robert Pasiti Think Tank, where they just come up with all these amazing ideas. And there's those of different events there. Um, if you're into your different side of the arts, check them out. And just if you're, they're doing this biscuit competition at the moment. What's Ipswich's biscuit? And that's a that's a Pasiti company brainwave. Wow. That's I like that. Yeah, they're, but they like the Pasiti company are great. They're they're basically their kind of motto is they're getting Ipswich to think about itself, um, because there's so many people that have that work in that company that aren't actually from Ipswich. They've chosen it as their home, as their place, and they're artistic and they're and they're you know doing these amazing things within the community. And it's just kind of getting people around Ipswich to stop moaning about itself and start thinking about itself. We um, are Ipswich. Yeah, exactly. Like it, yeah. So so after that, the Lockerbillies played the after party. So the, the people came from Christchurch Park after burning down this great tree. Yeah. Um, that was, was not a real tree, don't worry, hippies. Um, they, when they walked back with all their amazing costumes, there's this great moth that they had that was had all these uh. lights on it and things. And they had all these great... There was a couple of my students... From uh, from one of the schools I work in were there as well. Wow, nice. So they're like, oh no, one of my teachers is here. So um, uncool, I'm supposed to be lot. fun here. Um, but yeah, so we dressed up in our skeleton costumes, yep. got on stage at the think tank, uh, PA provided, which was nice, and we had two of those black shuck statues on stage with us. Sweet. Um, and it, yeah, there's some pictures of it on Twitter, uh, at Lockerbillies, if you want to see what that looked like. I'm going to go find that right now. It was a really nice after party. Really got mean and 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 tried to try to sort of banish all the bad news. It was just a, a way of it was a catharsis,m really. That whole event it was just people just being like, oh, "I've been really annoyed," but then you could tell by the end of it, everybody's like, "You know what? I don't feel so bad anymore. We've kind of gotten rid of it." So yeah, it was a nice an expulsion of bad news. After nice. that, we uh, so we all went our separate ways. Um, yeah, Tom Murray, Rainer, and I. Um, I think. Yeah, really enjoyed being part of that. It was a really nice thing to be invited to play to. That it was a. They said that we were their first choice to be involved, so I was super grateful for that. So it's always nice to be up on the list. Um, awesome, man. So the next day, Rich and I went to the Forge in Ipswich. Oh yeah, uh, we were playing a duo, and that's why I've got a little plaster on my middle finger because I was playing double bass. Nah, fair. and no matter how many times I play double bass, there's always too big a gap in between, so I get a blister again. Yeah. So I've I've started using these these little um like mid gig 
little magic gloves. Oh, okay. With they, grips on them. They they help, do they? Yeah, they really do because, like, um, you know, I'll, otherwise I'll get mid gig and I'll this blister will be forming and I just can't do it. You can't just use normal gloves because they'll just slip off too quickly. Yeah, exactly. So you've got something with a bit of grip on there. Yes, exactly. Nice. These little 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 knobbly bits. Yeah. Little knobbly rubbly bits. Yeah. So oh, yeah, nice. that was really fun. Um, yeah, I like playing at the Forge. It's you know chilled out gig. It looks nice in there. They've always got some good music in the background. Favorite part of the week. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, what was your favorite part of the week? Musical thing was walking through Ipswich Town while everybody's singing. Wee and up she rises. Wee. There's about 200 people singing that with me, and that nice. was so fun. That was so fun. So yeah, that, you you commanded that. That goes that goes in the memory banks. That one oh. was being surrounded by torches, and yeah, it's great. Um, and then my favorite thing I learned, I think was that I, so I brought these songs to the guys to write, uh, that I wrote, um, mm. and from, to the Lockerbillies and the Buccaneers, but it's just sometimes other people know what's best for your song better than you do. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting thing. Just have a fresh pair of ears and a fresh pair of mouths on it. Yeah. It's like, you know, you may have written it, but it doesn't mean that you always know the best yeah. for it. So, yeah, so, you know, some of the guys that we get to work with in our profession uh, are very well uh, mm. educated and, and know what a good song is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm lucky wise. to be surrounded by Tom, Rayner, Murray, Rich, you know, all these guys that have helped me to write some songs. So, yeah, eggs. anyway, oh, uh, uh, that's, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sh- shut up about that now. Cool. It's the Harley and Josh show. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play some music, shall we? Uh, Let's play something by this wonderful band from Norwich. This is Our Quiet Friends. They're playing locally this weekend. Check it out. This is their new track, The Arrow. The Arrow. That was our quiet friends with their new track from their new album. This is the that was the arrow. So let's uh, get on to some topics, shall we, Harley? Oh my goodness! It's serious music news, Nime. All right, Pledge Music is unlikely to pay nearly ten million dollars owed to artists. Bank appointed administrator says. Music. Oh what? <laughs> were um, bring it back so uh, we've talked about this from, from <laughs> bringing it back guys it never went um, it's always in my brain um, yeah we've talked about Pledge Music a bunch of times on this show if you're not sure about this basically Pledge Music filed uh, its way into bankruptcy well in America it's called bankruptcy but here it's called going into administration is that the th- I've always wondered whether what the difference is it's just yeah. America and the UK yeah exactly I've learned something today everybody's a school day Harley it is facts yeah so um, yeah so back in July Pledge Music filed its wind up petition instead of heading into administration uh, Pledge Music executives just closed up shop right which is bad uh, the Royal Courts of Justice granted the wind up order that sent the company into compulsory liquidation, with the court appointed liquidated for the company's assets. Members of the indie sector have asked the government to investigate the issue, but that seems as unlikely as artists getting payout from the whole debacle. So basically, Variety, the magazine, obtained a copy of a report from the bank-appointed receiver that is dated October 21st. So the people that are sort of liquidating the company. Okay. Says, I do not anticipate 
that I will need to contact you again because there is unlikely to be a payment to creditors in this case. This is what the receiver said. If that changes, I will contact you. So many artists who are owed money, uh, they've been advised to hire an insolvency lawyer in the UK. Benji Rogers, sort of head hodjo, returned to the company briefly this year to try and salvage it, but the uh, report paints a clearer picture of the efforts undertaken by Rogers, uh, which is a pivot, a pivot plan. It's okay. Right, it's put into place to try and find a buyer for the company, but the idea was just unsuccessful. Well, it's, <laughs> basically, it just yeah. didn't happen. That's a, okay. So, um, that's there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, exactly. So, I we don't know if like people's money. There's a lot oh, to yeah. unpack there, yeah, right? Oh yeah. There's a lot. Of, uh, I don't know if there's any people who we know that have been directly affected. Um, Not by this. personally, no. I had a friend of mine who did have a pledge music campaign and was very hot on the news, right? Um, of 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 the the oncoming um sort of, yeah administration prob- yeah, yeah. Uh, so she pulled her campaign before it had a chance to take any money from her fans. Yeah. Which that was That's a good idea. Very fortunate. And she was very lucky to sort of to to lucky that she had yes. these kind of um our kind of uh you know, news outlets like the Harley and Josh show to kind of <laughs> yes. inform her on that. Yes. I'm pretty sure she didn't get her information <laughs> from us. Well, you know, we did might have informed somebody. Might but be. the um the letters also revealed some uh, the recent members of Pledge Music Board were interviewed. They attributed the company's insolvency to this is a quote, the commission charged being insufficient to meet its expenditure. So Basically, you know, like when you when you put up a Kickstarter campaign or a, a crowdfunding campaign, yeah, you want to raise five thousand pounds, but they will charge ten percent on top of that, right? So you know, maybe five hundred quid. But basically, that what they're saying is they weren't charging enough commission for it to cover it. Mm-hmm. The executives basically saying that Pledge Music uh, wasn't taking enough money from fans to cover it, what it promised to deliver. That seems to echo reports that artists were actually being paid with funds from others' campaigns that weren't finished. Right. So it's basically... Oh, okay, yeah. It's like a pyramid scheme. Basically. Yeah. I'll pay you with this money that I've got from this guy and I'll pay him with the money I've got from, I'm going to get from that guy. Yeah. And this will keep going until there's one guy who's owned a lot, earned, who's owed a lot of money. Yeah. And then we'll close up shop. Just won't even use it. Yeah. So basically, Pledge Music's failed as a platform and has run off with about $9.5 million in That's artist money. That's a lot of money. And it doesn't look like it's coming back any anytime soon. I feel sorry, so sorry for people because when you go into a, a, like you know a campaign, like a, a crowdfunding campaign, it's often because you can't afford to do yep. stuff. So these people who are doing these things, for the most part, aren't going to be of you know of ample wealth that they can just absorb that loss, which is a real shame. Mm. But also, when you go into those things, you don't expect to have to fight for that money that you're owed. Mm. That money, you know that. That has been given to you by fans, yeah, and the middleman, family as well, and yeah. friends. Oh, yeah, the amount, yeah, because you must, must be have so embarrassing for some of these artists yeah. as well. Like they've got nothing to be embarrassed about, but it would still make you feel embarrassed, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it, you know, I'm, I, I'm fairly sure that like stuff like this will will break up bands mm. because oh, you'll yeah, true. you'll have bands who are so close to making their first album or their first EP and yeah. you had a load of people go yeah we'll do it and you know the longer it takes to be able to to make that and it can take the take the, the fun out of it and take the energy sure. out of it to mm-hmm. the point where they they kind of lose interest and lose that passion for that for that that one thing that was was promising um that you know they had fans willing to pay for well 
sorry guys, but keep your keep your ears and eyes open. You know, maybe there'll be a way for you getting money back. Yeah. Let's go on. Thing of thing I thought about this morning. Jingle. Jingle. It's time for thing of thing I thought about this morning. So, Harley. Yes. Interesting topic conversation for two white dudes. Uh, <laughs> here. Right, so pinch of salt here. But um, basically, US talk show host Trevor Trevor Noah, I follow his stuff on yep. Daily Show quite a lot. He's generated controversy, basically, by saying that all rappers should release versions of their songs that don't use the N-word. So everyone can rap along to them. Now, this made me think, like, okay, so uh, I do love my hip-hop. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, you, you do enjoy your hip-hop as well. Uh, when, you know, tracks do have the N-word in it, everybody knows what we're talking about. We're not yeah. going to say it because it's just definitely not our word. Um, do you think that, that a, a, a rapper should release a, a, a version of his song without it in it? Uh, that's very... That's very interesting. Like, should that's a, yeah, that's a good question. I think that if there, as long as there are version versions of the songs that exist without the swear words in, hmm. potentially that could be put within the same within the same context yeah. as being you know a, an explicit explicit content. Yeah, the radio friendly kind of version. Yeah, but that's the thing. This is not what it's kind of saying. It's like well the. He basically he was kind of dro- joking about this. He's a comedian, yeah. so um, but a lot of people have obviously taken it seriously. So many people are sitting there saying, "Well, there's a radio friendly version of it, so that's what it should be, right?" That's what yeah. you that's what you're talking about. But uh, what he's kind of saying is like a, a, a white people friendly version, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that, I mean, that context changes things a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Like, it's there are some there are songs that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, the the N word is a, a a pivotal word within the song, and not, right. I'm not saying that word is contextually absolutely necessary. Right. But for the rhythmic timing of the word, true, it it, it flows in the best way. And I've heard versions of songs with the N word taken out in the Doesn't same way sense, that I've yeah. taken with other swear words taken out, and it, it it can ruin the flow. Yeah. And for me, that's fine. But I understand that there are for younger audiences or for people who are offended by that kind of language, you, you don't want to close yourself off from a whole genre of music because, mm. or from a whole album of music because you don't. One Twitter, uh, one Twitter uh, user said uh, they should uh, they should just replace the the N word in a song with the word homie. It has the same like you know syllables, but it doesn't rhyme with the yeah. N word. And also, like, that's not always what it is. Sometimes it, they are rapping about oppression, you know, being called that word. I, I think that's where context is really a thing. Like, there, mm. there are songs with the UZM word that is, that, that it's using it, they're paraphrasing what someone's called them. Mm. Or, you know, and it's, yeah, it's an interesting Yeah, you might say, you know, they're, 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 if they're talking about somebody this and they go, they are my N-word, they wouldn't call them their homie because it's not what they're, colloquialism would be or it's not the way that they talk so anyway um so points here kind of that i wanted to sort of make was the fact of that this is it is such a hateful word that so many i think yeah that we really can't use in any way that we as in us i mean yeah i mean people people other than black people yeah um there have been some uh, Maori uh, um, uh, people that you know, also uh, um, Somalian people that have mm. used it before, um, and kind of they've been called 
much similar words as well, but it's right, not yeah. really directly for them. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, you know they've used it in their in their songs, so it is kind of means more acceptable because they've been oppressed a bit more. Yeah, but it's kind of like you know if we're getting annoyed at the we can't say a specific word, it we can't decide what a word means or its history or what effect it has on other people. Yeah, I, I I'd agree with that. I think as a like I've always I'd feel like I don't have an opinion on the word as mm-hmm. in, in terms of whether it should be used, whether it shouldn't be used. Well, it's not my word. Mm. You know, it's not my language. Mm. You know, if you think about it, it's a language kind of thing. Yeah. That, uh, it's a language. That, yeah. That, yeah. you know, uh, people from other walks of life will use, can use and use, can use, but uh, not, not, not only uh, offensively, mm. but use it. Uh, what's the word? Um, it's a nice word, you know. They, when they say yeah, to a friends. to a friend, they call their friends, you know. N word, yeah. Um, that's that's okay for them to use, yeah. and it's okay for them to decide whether that is okay or not. Mm. Whereas it's not necessarily our mine or our place to say. Would you would you would you like think that you know? There's so- no there's no other word in the English language that really has this much kind of yeah controversy. Yeah, it's mm. it's not a swear word. Mm. But it's not a not swear word. It's, yeah. it's 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 a really it sits in its, it's own a slur, category, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, so hypothetical situation here. What if you and I, in, in closed doors, away from people, without microphones? Yeah. It doesn't happen often. Oh, it does happen a lot. Um, if you call, if we called each other n words, are still inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. In the same way that it is also inappropriate to make inappropriate jokes. Mm-hmm. Yet people still do behind closed doors. Yeah, that's true. And. So does that, but in a in a vacuum, is that is that taken out of mm. is that out of the moral consensus because it it's not to be heard by anyone? Right, and you're sort of you're kind of bolstering it almost. Yeah. There's an interesting point to your point, your previous point was uh, by Trevor Noah. He said white people didn't think the N word could be cool. Uh, I think that annoys a few white people. Um, <laughs> they thought it was only going to be used as a word of oppression. Then black people made it a cool thing, and then they were like, "Hey, I, I want it back now." That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not mean. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um. But yeah, it's it's it, it's awkward because I, I I go on the side of don't make a, a white friendly version because it's just more censorship and it's it sort of it's it's sort of like you have to change your art because people can't mm. control themselves. Yeah. Right. It's like there was there's been uh, you know people going off on 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 Instagram. I can't remember her name. She's just an Instagram celebrity that was rapping along to to words and didn't take that word out of it. She wasn't black, and then she yeah. came out sort of apologising for it. And it's just like, come on, be sensible here. Yeah. Like if you're I, around people that you will offend, just don't use it. I've heard white people sing songs with the N word in in mm. live audiences and not. Adjust, like not adjust yeah. it and those are particularly songs that can be replaced mm. quite like this particular what i sat there i went that's not cool yeah and i went within five seconds went just replace it with people yeah 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 and it would work yeah you know um and it, you know that that in the context of the song it was fine but they just didn't didn't mm. realize you know or just wasn't weren't quite aware that 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 wasn't okay. Yeah, um, but I think that's, it's education, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but we all have to sort of learn what what kind of is and isn't acceptable, and we can't choose, like you said earlier, we can't choose what is offensive to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, we can we can debate it, 
with that person, but it doesn't mean that you can just come out and say it. I mean, you know, there's censorship and stuff, and there's there's there your your rights to be able to have free speech and be able to say whatever you want, but that doesn't stop people from being able to say to you, "Well, I'm I'm going to challenge you on that." Yeah. So yeah, I think if people are getting annoyed, I mean, so I'm just going to read a couple of tweets out because he got quite a lot of hate online for this one. Okay. Um, so one person says, uh, you know, substitute homie. Um. Anyway, uh, Kanye says he's going to re-engineer old music without swears. Uh, is he going to take out the N-word as well? Okay, Kanye's yeah. doing that a lot. I was just like, yay. Oh, no. um, uh, somebody else says, oh, Trevor Noah can keep his First Amendment infringing thoughts to himself, which is, it is kind of infringing First Amendment in America, which is your right to free speech, but... You know, yeah, that but does. Then, you're 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 being stupid there. Like, he, like he's contradicting himself. He's like, you keep your First Amendment infringing thoughts to yourself. <laughs> like, he's still allowed free speech himself. So, is it infringing thought if you make two versions though? If no. you go, this one says exactly what I want. This says exactly what I want without the swears and mm. maybe without a few other words that may be controversial. Mm. But I'm still saying exactly. If you want to hear exactly what I'm trying to say, go this way. Yeah. I'm pointing towards the one with the original. Lyrics, yes, exactly. Yeah. Anyone who can't see me pointing, uh, but one, like that, that I feel that's I feel having alternatives is good, mm. and it also stops you from. I think it feels like it makes it. It feels like then that the the artist kind of doesn't trust its audience. That's it. Yeah, uh, there breaks down that trust barrier. Somebody else hit put here is a little ragey one. Rap today is garbage. It has lost its roots. But the N word used is not the same as the pejorative N word. They are spelt differently and mean different things. They only sound the same, just like there and there. Instead of focusing on the word, focus on the context. I kind of understand that a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's a very good analogy using there and there, there. and there. Yeah, even to use two words that. Are spelt the same that have different meanings. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. duck and duck. Underst- yeah, understand that when someone says duck, you probably should lower your head, <laughs> not just like oh where <laughs> get hit in the face yeah. <laughs> get by a duck. Duck, there's a duck. Yeah, <laughs> duck, duck. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit myself in the face. But yeah, what do you guys think? Do you think there should be uh, you know a censored? Uh, version for just the n-word and leave the swears in but just take the n-word out yeah I, that's a, yeah tell us what you think because yeah we, we, <laughs> we, we aren't particularly qualified to be talking about this no, <laughs> but no it is still something that does affect us in a way but yeah. yeah thanks very much for that right let's get on to our next section of the show It's time for the gig list, Harley. Would you like to start us off, dear fellow? Indeed. So we have, on the 1st of November, that's Friday, isn't it? Yes, Friday. We have Albion Mills playing live at Salutations. Well, goodness me. Uh, October 31st, we have Kursk and Obsessor, the Halloween gig at the Black Horse in Ipswich. That's Thursday at 7 o'clock. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Nice little Halloweenies on a Thursday. Awesome. I missed that completely. I do apologise. Going back to the 1st of November, we have BBC Introducing at the John Peel Centre. We have Gabby Rivers, Morgan Swan and Sophie Mahon. Uh, As well as Kyanos. Morgan Swan was the one we played earlier with his new single, Time Out. I think that's 7.30 that one's playing at the 7.30 starting, yep. So if you're in the area, you see some great music. Shout out and Jill. Uh, November 1st, on the Friday, we've got the Three Busketeers. Ooh. Their debut gig. So who's in that band, Harley? So, oh, I know they're very handsome. 
<laughs> so, and actually, Harley's not in this one. But. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's yourself, Josh, and Rich. <laughs> oh, stop being nice to me. No, oh. not the Buccaneers, oh. the Busketeers. So there's. I'm the, really bad at this. That's right. So we've got three Busketeers. Uh, I know that's Curtis Cully. Three very handsome people. So Mr. Cur- Oscar Charlton. And yes. And Joe Mamo. On Joe Mamo. So yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, that's at the Swan there. and Hedgehog in Ipswich on Friday at eight o'clock. Wonderful. So also at the it's oh, that's interesting so Oscar's playing with the three busketeers at the Swan and Hedgehog right which means you can't do our gig <laughs> with Chart Attack at the Swan in Holbrook awkward so, so we, <laughs> I just found this one out yeah no no I, I, we already knew about this oh, okay. so we got uh, we got Tom McCarthy on guitar so Chart oh. Attack at the Swan, Swan in Holbrook this Friday Two swans, yes. only one Oscar. It's a, it's a Halloween party, so uh, bring your your best Halloween oh, costumes. Oh, what are you dressing up as? I haven't worked this one out yet. Yeah, I I, I really wanted to go dressed as Ferris Bueller. Um, Amazing, but it's your day off, so yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that was the November the first. Let's get on to the second, which is the Saturday at seven thirty. Sarpa Salpa Salvador, which we're going to finish the show off with, and Serge. That's three S's. That's I'm so glad. I don't but have where S's. is it? But where is it? Is it the Smokehouse? <laughs> Sarpa Salpa Salvador and Serge at the Smokehouse on in, Saturday in Suffolk. In Suffolk, Ipswich. What uh, time? Uh, second at seven thirty. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Um, go so on, do yeah. it all at once. One, two, three, go. Sarpa Salva Salvador Serge on Saturday, the second of November at the Smokehouse in Suffolk on Ipswich. Seven thirty. Oh, seven thirty. Yeah, very good. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be fun. That's if you like, yeah, Salvador, really good. We're going to play them at the end here. Yeah. Framlingham. Um, nice indie indie vibes. Awesome. So also on the 2nd of November, we have The Glitter Shop, Amethysts, Our Quiet Friends, who've already played, mm. Substation and Red X. They are going to be playing at the Hunter Club uh, in Bury St. Edmunds, starting at 6 o'clock. Oh, that's a Saturday one. Yeah. Last one we've got here, uh, November the 3rd, which is Sunday at 7 uh, there's too many. I'm really focusing on S's now. It's all um, on K's. This one. We've got a band called Foon. They're from, they're from Denmark. Kulk uh, and Kilo Down. Um, they're live at the Smoke House. There's <laughs> gonna be loads. So that's nice. a Sunday at seven o'clock. There's yeah. so much good original music there's happening this really week. Really good music this weekend. Yeah. Um, I would like to talk about where I'm playing, but I can't actually remember the top of my head. <laughs> uh, so uh, is that the only show you're doing this weekend, Holly? It's the only show I. Th- think unless i find Very out i've got nice. another one but no I oh think oh oh no i've missed something huge here okay so uh this is the second is this saturday it's so isn't it so the saturday i'm oh, yeah. going to be playing at uh, the cosmic puffin doors oh yes so, cosmic puffin doors uh, that's at coda in colchester it's an amazing amazing lineup um full of people from colchester and suffolk hot tramp are playing i'm playing dystopian south collective are playing pet needs are playing ghosts of men are playing it's just an amazing lineup so you need to get yourself down there and it's all for charity 10 quid all goes to uh, sally's army which is helping kids uh, in hospital to have a bit more of a more comfortable stay if they're if they have to stay in for a longer time i'm also playing at the freston boot this the this Friday blah, blah, blah. day in the boot. I'm going to be playing at the Freston Boot on Sunday, as part of their um, uh, bonfire night. They're doing loads of fireworks, and we're playing as the Buccaneers. It's a Buccaneers bonfire. Nice. So yeah, if you want to get yourself uh, nice and cozy and warm with lots of really nice hot drinks and some great sing-alongs, that's this Sunday. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Getting back on the ball with gigging. Yeah, man. Awesome. Um, yeah. So thanks very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening in yeah. today. 
thanks for thanks for having me back. Yay! We'll um and we will see you all next week. Yes, mate. Yeah. Um, make sure you check us out on Instagram. Our Spotify playlist has now been updated. Uh, yeah. We're on YouTube and all podcasts on Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, give us a like, subscribe, hit the bell icon, and enjoy yeah. yourself. If you usually listen to us on YouTube, um, we're having some issues with it at the moment. So uh, just find us on other other means. For the, in the meantime, we're trying our best to get that back up and running. Yeah, man. Yeah. Enjoy yourselves. Right. This is Salvador with Ordinary Love. Enjoy your week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Evening.